So, Job is, you know, really struggling, suffering, feels like God's against him, doesn't matter what he does, you know, because the Lord is powerful, and so it's just been overwhelming to him, and uh, he's, he's just said some pretty strong things, maybe the strongest things almost he says in all of his speeches in verses 23 and 24 if the scourge kills suddenly he mocks the despair of the innocent that is a pretty strong charge against god the earth is given into the hand of the wicked he covers the face of its judges if it is not he then who is it he's the one responsible for the judges you know being so unfair in their judgments because he covers their face so they can't really even see so that's just really strong and uh, so let's, uh, you know, just continue listening to some of what he's got to say and, and uh, you know, always taking into consideration what he's suffering, but realizing that he did go too far in some of these accusations. 25 to 31. Now my days are swifter than a runner. They flee away. They see no good. They slip by like reed boats, like an eagle that swoops on its prey. Though I say, I will forget my complaint, I will leave off my sad countenance and be cheerful. I am afraid of all my pains. I know that you will not acquit me. I am accounted wicked. Why then should I toil in vain? If I should wash myself with snow and cleanse my hands with lye, yet you would plunge me into the pit and my own clothes would abhor me. Well, you know, in 25 and 26, <laughs> what's he saying about his life? Yeah, it's short. It's going by very quickly. He uses examples from the quickest things on land, sea, and air. You know, a runner, a reed boat, an eagle. And it's like, you know, soon he'll be gone too late for God to reverse his wrong decision and bring him success again. Then 27. Though I say, I will forget my complaint, I will leave off my sad countenance and be cheerful. I, you know, if I say, I'm just going to try to be happy. You know, I'm just going to try to kind of ignore what's happening in my, you know, make, put on a good front, you know, maybe just kind of forget about it, you know. Denial. Yeah, denial. Well, what's he afraid of if he does that? All his pains. Yeah, I think the idea is, especially when he says, I know that you will not acquit me. I think he's afraid to act cheerfully for fear that it will agitate God to make him suffer more. I mean, you know, if he if he started acting that way, God would think he wasn't giving him a big enough dose and would pour it on even more. He's afraid he'd get more pain still, you know, because he sees he sees God as very much determined to destroy him, to to hurt him, to make him suffer. Again, strong statements, but he sees this as God punishing him. The problem is he didn't personally commit the sin, but he says in verse 29, I'm accounted wicked. You know, God sees me as wicked. If all suffering is for sin and Job's suffering like this, what must God think of Job? You know, I mean, he must be the worst sinner nearly there's ever been in God's eyes. If suffering is proportionate to your sins, or at least what God sees, so he feels overwhelmed. He said, what, what good is it going to do me even if I washed myself with snow and cleansed my hands with lye? You know, lye soap would almost take the hide off. But he says, yet you would plunge me into the pit and my own clothes would abhor me. 
you know, you're going to make me stink no matter how much I try to cleanse myself or clear myself. You know, he feels like there's just no way he can get himself pure for God. Because even though he tried to live righteously, God obviously sees him as being extremely wicked and, uh, you know, almost, uh, he doesn't use this illustration, but almost makes you think that, that he sees this as God, you know, getting the lines wrong in the grade book and he got him mixed up with somebody else, you know. It's just like, what good does it do? I mean, there's nothing I can do. And, and remember that Job was the most righteous man on the earth. That's basically what God told Satan. Can you imagine? I don't know who you'd think of as the most righteous man on the earth. But whoever that is. And, and they believe that all suffering is punishment for sin. And so they go through the worst suffering of anybody they've ever heard about. Wouldn't that be frustrating? Wouldn't that be like, well, what do you have to do? I mean, you know, so it makes it seem like God's unfair. Job, obviously, is just as wrong as the friends are in thinking that all suffering is punishment for sin. That was quite a bit there in that chunk. Do you have some thoughts, comments, questions? It's funny that he said his life is really short because he didn't think it was short enough earlier. Well, it's short because he's going to die, you know, condemned by, by what God's doing to him. I think that's the point going to be gone and then it's God can't make it up to him after that God could never you know go back and and get the the verdict right because he's over it's over other thoughts when I read the I will forget my complaint and leave off the sad countenance part I was thinking of it as him saying okay I'm going to just try to forget that I have something against you that you know I'm just going to give up and whatever you say is okay and so I'm going to try to be happy about it and hmm. stop saying it. I don't know it doesn't it doesn't fit much better into the rest of it that way but yeah. it's just kind of a How about 32 to 35 for he is not a man as I am that I may answer him that we may go to court together there is no umpire between us who may lay his hand upon us both let him remove his rod from me and let not dread of him terrify me then I would speak and not fear him but I am not like that in myself you know I wrote in my notes something at this point that we've said different ways but we may not have said it this way what would you see as the main issue for Job what is Job most upset about? What if I said this? What is he most upset about? The loss of his kids, the loss of his wealth, his boils? Apparent loss of God's favor. Exactly. It is not so much that Job is upset about what he's suffering in itself. The thing that upsets him is, to him, this means God is against him. That's the thing he keeps coming back to. That's a worthwhile thing to notice. You know, it's not so... If Job thought God was still loved him and, and all that, and God was okay with him, then I don't know that the suffering would have been all that serious for him. He doesn't talk that much about how much he hurts and how much he misses his kids and his prosperity. 
It's all about, you know, how can I be right with God? And he says he's not a man. I can't, I can't sue him and take him to court. You know, how would I do that? You know, and, and, and he's so different from man. He's so much greater than man. And what would Job like to find? Yeah. What would the idea of the umpire be? Mm-hmm. Case to. I don't think so much somebody to make the decision. I think he's like a higher authority. He's looking for somebody that can correct the the problem, but he can't even uh, he can't even approach God. So he needs somebody else that in a different position to do that. Yeah, he needs somebody in like an intermediate position that can help bridge the gap between him and God. Notice what he says in 33, there's no umpire between us who may lay his hand upon us both. You know, there's nobody who can who can kind of serve as an intermediary. In fact, do some of the translations, do any of you have another translation besides the NASB? Uh, what does it say instead of umpire in verse 33? There is. Anybody got? Oh, do we all have the New American Standard? I got the ESV in somewhere. You know, I think some of the translations said something like there's no mediator or somebody like that. But I think what he's longing for is somebody who can ensure fair play by kind of being a go-between between the two and kind of making sure that God and Job are able to communicate. There's no arbiter. Arbiter, okay. So the idea of, of, of you know, you, you send something to arbitration, kind of getting a third party that you can both communicate with and that can kind of help you work it out. That's what he's looking for, is a third party to kind of work between him and God. Well. There is no such person that he can come up with, but really, again, is he not looking for what Jesus provides? Is not Jesus the the arbiter, the one that kind of lays his hands on both us and God and brings us together? So I think he's looking for what Jesus provides, interestingly. And I think a lot of times when Job does that, he shows that Jesus is answering what man needs when he comes. And then he says in verse 34, let him remove his rod from me and let not dread of him terrify me, then I could speak. You know, he's, he feels intimidated. You know, he'd like a restraining order against God to make him let up so that he actually feels enough courage to be able to speak what he really is feeling. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, um, you know, so in some situations, they may say, well, you can say anything you want to, but you know, if you say what you really think, there'll be reprisals. <laughs> you know, you get fired or whatever. So he feels like he can't even really say what he wants to, although he doesn't seem too restrained here, but, uh, uh, you know, because he feels intimidated by what God would do. Comments? It's, even though he says, let not the dread of him terrify me, I'm, I'm wondering if, since we're talking about God, is that even, is it even possible to divorce that, that part of God, that awesomeness that should strike some kind of fear in you from God? Does that make sense? 
make any sense? Well, yeah. I mean, that may be his point, almost. Uh, you know, I mean, you, how could you deal with God? I mean, that's, that's kind of like, that's kind of inherent in being God. I agree with that. It's like, you know, the really big linebacker on the football team <laughs> can't stop being a really big linebacker. Six, six foot six, 380 pounds with muscles and shoulders out here. You just can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You're right. I mean, God is inherently uh, somewhat terrifying. I mean, you know, can you imagine? I mean, we can't imagine what it would be like to actually have like a an argument with God or something like that. I mean, whoa! Not that you would want to, but I mean, how could you? How could you talk to Him? I mean, He'd be so much greater than you. I think that's what Job's, Job is feeling. All right, chapter ten, verses one to seven. I loathe my own life. I will give full vent to my complaint. I will speak in bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Let me know why thou dost contend with me. Is it right for thee indeed to oppress, to reject, 